you, you mentioned it, you know, going blind and, and just sort of what that does to the psyche. How, what did it take or what was that motivation for you to not, uh, you know, as you describe it, there's, there's campers and, and climbers and to not fall into that kind of camper mode where you let what was happening sort of define you. It's this really complex art to be able to, to not get sidelined, but continuing to climb, to continuing to, to challenge ourselves every day, continuing to figure out, yeah, how to take lead and turn it into gold. Once you notice alchemy, you see it everywhere. You know, just because I summited Everest or Kayak the Grand Canyon done these big things, it doesn't mean I don't struggle, you know? The stories of alchemy are really amazing motivators. Welcome into the Independent Thinking Podcast. This is your host, Rob Stott. We're coming to you this week from Phoenix, Arizona and our primetime event and have uh, just a, a really inspirational, I think, is the, the one word that comes to mind, um, guest for the, the podcast this week. And it comes right out of our opening keynote and general session that kicked off the show on Sunday morning. And that's Mr. Eric Weinmayer, uh, the blind adventurist and um, just exceptional motivational speaker is the uh, only way I could think to put it um, that, you know, helped open the show and deliver a message um, that resonated, I think, incredibly well, uh, more than I even anticipated, I think, um, you know, with our retailers and, and members here, uh, you know, at primetime. And, you know, Eric's message, um, if you don't know him, uh, Eric is, uh, he went blind at the age of 14, uh, suffered from a, a very rare disease that, uh, you know, not being in the medical field, I'm not even going to try to announce it, but something to do with retinas and, um, you know, just ultimately went blind and, and lost his vision at the age of 14, just entering high school. Um, so something that has been impacting him for the majority of his life. And, um, but, you know, whereas much, some people, um, you know, might see that as the, the end of being able to, you know, live an adventurous life, Eric turned those challenges um, and everything he faced into uh, motivation, really. Uh, he turned, turned it into motivation and used the, um, you know, that darkness and, in his words, you know, became the alchemist, if you will, um, of turning darkness into, you know, the, the drive to accomplish just some amazing things. Um, and, you know, that ultimately culminated in 2001 uh, with him scaling, becoming the first blind person to scale and reach the summit of Mount Everest. Um, and since then, I mean, I, you know, I say ultimately led to him, but he's gone on to do some amazing uh, feats of just adventure, really, um, you know, completing the seven summits and, um, you know, whitewater rafting down the Colorado in the middle of the uh, Grand Canyon to just so many amazing accomplishments and, um, you know, had a, a story that really resonated, you know, I think with this space and talked about how. Uh, you know, obviously he doesn't do it alone. Um, like any good adventurer, blind or or with vision, you know, has a great support team uh, around him and that, you know, he trusts um, exceptionally, you know, puts a, an exceptional amount of trust in. Um, so I think, you know, being able to talk with him and hear the, the stories of, you know, what it's like to build his team and um, work through adversity and, and turn adversity into opportunity is just something that, um, it's, it's inspiring to hear. And, um, you know, during his opening keynote, didn't leave a dry eye in the, uh, in the room. Um, and, you know, at, at times made it difficult for this podcaster, you know, to, uh, you know, I, 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 won't, I don't know if I will admit to having cried, but, 
uh, we can at least say that this was the closest that I would have come on a podcast to uh, shedding a few tears. But no, he's a, an awesome person, and I was just glad to have the opportunity to sit down with him and, and gum it up on uh, adversity and, and you know some of the things he's been able to do. So let's go ahead and dive into it. This is Eric Weinmayer uh, here on the Independent Thinking Podcast coming to you from primetime. All right, we are back on the Independent Thinking Podcast and incredibly excited uh, right now. We're fresh off of the primetime opening keynote uh, and, and sitting back here, been welcomed into the green room <laughs> for, <laughs> nice. for Mr. Eric Weinmayer, the, uh, our opening keynote adventurist and uh, an incredibly uh, motivational speaker. So I appreciate you taking the time, having just walked off the stage yourself to, to sit down and chat with us for our podcast here. My pleasure, Rob. Yeah, so I, I know, I mean, we just got through um, roller coaster of emotions listening to you talk and uh, share your story. Um, so now I'm going to ask you to boil it down to, you know, that one minute pitch. Of course, <laughs> if, if you yeah. had to, if you had to, you know, for those listening that weren't in attendance here uh, this week for primetime in Phoenix, you know, how do you boil down that message? What, what, can you, what can you tell our listeners here to the Independent Thinking Podcast to help them kind of uh, encapsulate what you tried to, the knowledge yeah. you tried to impart? <laughs> Well, you know, as as you heard from the audience, it's like, uh, you know, I don't want to preach, you know, <laughs> I don't want to give you like the 10 pointers to ultimate success because people are too smart for that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's no like sh- shortcut. There's no there's no cheap little, you know, trick that's going to bring you to the top. And if it and if that does happen, it, I think it's going to it's going to collapse like a stack of cards you know so what all i was doing up there is talking about what i call no barriers life um and what that map looks like you know because we're all trying to grow and change and evolve in our lives and uh and i'm and you know by the way just a side note when motivational speakers go up there on stage and they're talking to the audience a lot of times the message they're talking about is things that they're talking that they're that they're telling themselves right yeah, yeah. <laughs> right i mean so i'm not immune from all this stuff so i've been thinking about how to build this no barriers map in my life like to go through this process of growth and change and change and grow the, my whole life until the day we die uh, you know keep challenging myself in different ways what does that process look like for each of us um, and what is the what is the template you know like what are the elements that you got to watch for along the way so today i was talking about things that are so simple you know like how to how to have a clear vision Mm -hmm. of who you are and where you're going um what kind of um how do you pioneer ideas forward right like seeing your life as an engineer you know just completely building systems and strategies and tools uh, how do you keep reaching when you don't even know the outcome half the right. times? How do you perform alchemy, this, this, this art of turning lead into gold constantly? How do you build these beautiful teams around you and create a sense of trust where you're putting your life in each other's hands and, you know, and then sum it together? And then you know, the end goal, the culmination, you know, how do we figure out how to then come down the mountain and, and use our experiences to elevate our lives and our teams somehow? Uh, that's for me the end goal, and for me that was starting my nonprofit, No Barriers. We work with about twenty thousand people a year, all people with challenges, 
different kinds of challenges from invisible challenges to physical challenges to veterans who have mm-hmm. struggled and so forth. Yeah, and I, the thing that you know stood out to me because um, you mentioned it obviously it, it's a it's an element that kind of weaves throughout the conversation is that and, and the reason it, it resonates is because it's something we talk about so often you know amongst our own team here at Nationwide Marketing Group, but also you know as we're gathered for events like Primetime, but that that idea of team and and trust and being able to trust your team. Um, so, I mean, dive into that a little more because I, I, you have a team obviously that, that supports you and what you're doing. And, uh, it'd be interesting to hear, you talked about it a little bit during, during your presentation, but, um, you know, what's it like, what are you looking for as you build your team or as you built your team in an individual to, um, you know, make sure that they, they're the right fit to, to be able to work with you? Yeah. Well, when I went blind, I hated receiving help. Uh, because I, you know, I didn't want people to look down on me. I went blind just before my freshman year in high school, totally blind, and uh, you know, I hated receiving help. I was just like this mean little raccoon, lashing out from the corner, you know, because I, I, I didn't know what my future was going to be, and I couldn't see through this brick wall in front of me, of what a life as a blind person would be like. Uh, and but but over time you realize as a blind person, sure, you can become incredibly independent, but there are things like kayaking the Grand Canyon and climbing Mount Everest. <laughs> You're just not going to do alone. So you got to kind of, in a way, give up your ego. Uh, you know, you, this like macho thing of like, I'm going to do it myself and pound my chest at the top. And you got to have this, create this interdependence. And, and one of the hidden gifts of going blind was the beauty and the power of interdependence, of putting your life fully in someone's hands and having them put their life fully in your hands. It's, it's, it's just a tremendous gift, and, and it's, it's fueled my journeys and, and my teams and my accomplishments with these kind of rope teams. Uh, so what I look for <clears throat> are obviously skill sets, but I also look for people like, okay, the, the leader of our Everest climb, his name was Pasquale Vincent, PV we call him, he's Italian. And uh, he, he would, as we we're planning my Everest climb, he, we would meet you know, for breakfast and we'd talk about logistics and planning and the team and everything. And he would say, I had another dream. And it was this reoccurring dream that he had every night. And it was the dream we were summiting together. We climbed the Hillary step together and uh, we were approaching the summit and we were hand in hand. And, PV said, uh, uh, and it brought tears to my eyes. He'd wake up crying, and he'd say, because if I could get you to the summit, it would be the hardest thing I'd ever done. Mm. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. But I go, the hardest thing you've ever done? Like, <laughs> wait a second. What about the hardest thing I've ever done? Uh, but, but the point being that, yeah, PV had this, like, big ego, right? Like, a good, like, mm-hmm. healthy ego. Like, he could achieve this. And, and so... Um, and, and also he was the kind of guy that was inflated by challenge, right? Like he was, he was built up by challenge. Challenge didn't diminish him. It didn't, it didn't terrify him. It didn't make him shrink. It, it, It actually made him better. And so I think ultimately that's what I'm looking for. These people who, who get who improve through challenge they they embrace it and they love it and they they want to be part of great 
things and great teams, and and they believe they can make it happen. And it's kind of a this is such a bad analogy. I wish I had a better <laughs> a better one, but it's it's almost like a kind of schizophrenia, which obviously nobody wants schizophrenia, <laughs> but right. it's kind of like a weird healthy schizophrenia, or like you're not naive, right? right. But you you're seeing all the things that can turn you back. You're seeing all the pitfalls. You're seeing all the challenges. You're seeing those so clearly, but at the same time, the other side of your brain figures out how to believe through it and how to summon up what it takes to know that you can get through that stuff and you can stand on top. And and that's a crazy, amazing skill that I look for. But yeah, and that's kind of, I mean, you talk about the alchemy, creating alchemy and, and turning the, the lead into gold and, and using this adversity to uh, motivate and challenge you. I, I just from your your own experiences um because i i can imagine you you mentioned it you know going blind and and just sort of what that does to the psyche how what did it take or what was that motivation for you to not uh you know as you describe it there's there's campers and and climbers and to not fall into that kind of camper mode where you let what was happening sort of define you and, and, and in turn you took those challenges and converted it to this motivation to do what you've been able to accomplish yeah, I mean, so in the talk today, I, I talked about my second book called The Adversity Advantage. I teamed up with the scientist, Dr. Paul Stoltz, and he's a, he's a real expert on adversity. Like, he's helping to change the world's relationship with adversity, understanding mm-hmm. that, like, adversity is— it, it, this can turn into, like, a little bit of a cheesy motivational thing, but it's really not because it's not right. just turning lemons into lemonade. You know, it's, it's this really complex— art to be able to 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 not get sidelined you know to not get shoved to the sidelines Mm -hmm. and 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 be uh just sitting and stagnating and we know it when we're there but continuing to climb to continuing to to challenge ourselves every day continuing to figure out yeah how to take lead and turn it into gold in our lives and um i mean you see it everywhere once you like notice alchemy you see it everywhere and and it's something i try to do all the time because you know just because i summited everest or kayak the grand canyon done these big things it doesn't mean i don't struggle you know i mean too much information here but my wife (laughs) and i sadly separated a couple years ago so like struggle it's constant in our lives we got to figure out how to take that struggle and translate it into like the things that we hope for, you know, sure. uh, 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 energy and wisdom and empathy and love yeah. and friendship and innovation. And um, the stories of alchemy, if you start to notice them, are really amazing um, motivators. Is it is it a mindset? Is it something you do? Like how, because I, I know it can be, you know, it, it's obviously a struggle because as you said, if you look at the campers and climbers, a majority of people might fall into that camper uh you know mentality so is it is it the way you think about things are you doing something or is it just something you over time you know what it takes sort of it, it, practice makes perfect right that, that it's old... taking struggle and turning it into something that benefits you and your family and your rope mm-hmm. team and, your, and the world in some way i mean like uh, like here's a great example my friend mindy shire she's a uh, part of our no barriers organization she's kind of an ambassador she's She's jumped in and teaches all kinds of workshops and stuff for us. So she's an amazing human being. She's a mom. Her kid 
was uh, was uh, is is pretty severely disabled, and so he misses out on a lot of cool things, you know. And and he came home from school crying one day, and he said, "Mom, everyone dresses themselves like they wear these really swanky outfits to school, and I can't dress myself." And she's like, "Okay, so what's the first thing? Crushed as right. a mom, crushed, right? Like you want to." stick yeah. your head under the pillow and just Ugh. cry. But, okay, so she did that. But then she realized, okay, wait a second here. I'm a bit of a seamstress. <laughs> like, I, I know a little bit about the sewing machine, right? So yeah. she takes a pair of pants, takes the uh, buckle, the uh, buttons and the, and the zippers off, replaces them with Velcro magnets. Wow. Um, and the next day, the kid wears his cool pair of pants to school. Oh, man. And... Okay, now this second piece doesn't always happen, but the second piece for her was, wait a second, I could probably do this for other people. So she started a company called The Runway of Dreams. Mm-hmm. She partners with Tommy Hilfiger now. Wow. And it's not just one son, it's thousands of people with disabilities that now can wear these cool clothes on this adaptive clothing line. Wow. That's just the perfect example of alchemy. And you, if if you start to understand it you'll notice it everywhere right right no i mean and it always begins with struggle yeah it never begins on a uh, after a day on the beach right (laughs) right (laughs) there's that defining moment um something that that happens i mean sometimes it begins with a couple beers in the garage (laughs) sure but possibly you know (laughs) like all good ideas (laughs) uh no but i mean it's clear that i mean in sitting here talking with you and, and seeing you describe this there's plenty of um examples that that you've kind of come across in um you know your the no barriers lifestyle and the movement that you've you've uh started um i mean is there you shared some great examples during the talk today um is is there one obviously another one here on the podcast is there one that sort of stands out to you or um do they kind of all flow together Is, is it um you know, something where, I, I don't know, but is, I guess just that, is there one that stands out to you or is it just a story? Yeah. Yeah. From my no barriers experience. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, there's so many of them that I, I love. I, I, cause I get in the field and I get to lead, uh, expeditions. So mm-hmm. I've led a lot of youth groups. Um, and I, and I love to see like the, the kids, you know, I led a trip across the Mustang region of Nepal. Mm-hmm. And we had uh, kids with all kinds of challenges. We had a, a young woman who was a who had some struggles and was a cutter. You know, she cuts mm-hmm. to like feel. You know, yeah. and that was her struggle. And a kid who had mm-hmm. been kicked out of school for violent behavior and has been working himself through uh, these programs to try to kind of come back into society. We had kids who struggled with depression. We had kids who. Mm-hmm. Um, were, uh, you know, had disabilities, blind and deaf, you know, physical things. Mm-hmm. We had one kid whose struggle was that he was gay. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, kids would pull him off the bus stop and beat the oh. crap out of him every day. So, you know, the the crazy irony is that we're, we're brought together a lot of times by our struggles. Yeah. Uh, we lean into our struggles and we become a support group for each of us for each other and we say hey if we lean in we can help each other solve these problems we can help each other get stronger and better and and uh, live better lives but we have to like lean into each other and stop seeing our situations as separate at a macro level we're all the same 
humans have been struggling for thousands of years in the same ways over and over and over. Mm. Uh, and so no barriers is really this idea of uh, leaning into that and saying, okay, we're going we're gonna to get stronger as a community. We're not going to wait around for others to give us handouts. And the awesome thing about that is that hearing you describe your movement and, and the No Barriers lifestyle um, almost – is it feels like it's synonymous with what, what not to the extent and certainly not the the types of struggles that that you're certainly seeing on a regular basis but i mean i think about our members here at, at nationwide and kind of what we're trying to do in in bringing this community of independent retailers that have seen a lot of struggle you know over the past two years in the face of a pandemic and the challenges that, that you mentioned on uh you know during the talk of supply chain and things like that but the importance of leaning in and listening to one another and being able to learn from one another and how, you know, one retailer from Idaho, you know, may not have the same business as a, a retailer in Pennsylvania, but the fact that, you know, they went through the same struggle, they can learn from one another and overcome those challenges that, uh, you know, they, they face on a regular basis. Yeah, and it's true. I mean, like when it's like perfect weather, what do we do? We just go, woohoo, it's perfect <laughs> weather. When we go through a pandemic and we're struggling right. and you're competing against these big box retailers, this is the time when you learn. This is the time when you grow, when you figure out those n new insights, those new paradigms that change the whole game. This is like the most amazing time to be able to do that uh, in, in, in this community uh, of Nationwide. It's, it's like perfect, you know. It's, the, the, there's energy under our feet, and, and, and you collect that energy and use it. And then today I was saying that, like, you know, we find that that struggle is actually the pathway to like discovery, and mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, I think this is the time. And and in the to the group today, I, I you know I talked I brought that back to alchemy, mm -hmm. with the idea that like hey the world's crying out for alchemy right now. Like let's be alchemists. Let's take that charge and and uh, and 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 not be overwhelmed by by helplessness and by powerlessness. Sure. Now. Completely different direction because I was trying to think of a way. We talked about it beforehand to weave it in, but haven't found a way yet. So I'm just going to outright <laughs> ask. And uh, you know, I I don't often talk about my own personal, uh, you know, out, outside of nationwide marketing group things I do. But uh, wrestling is one of them, and I know that um, I thought that was a cool connection because when I think of uh, and just to you know mention it, obviously you, in high school you were a, a wrestler in Connecticut. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so what, I guess to start, I see, this is where I'm going to geek out on the wrestling side. People <laughs> are going to learn about me and uh, who I really am. But, uh, what, what brought you to, um, wrestling? Cause this was after, you know, after you had gone blind. Yeah. Um, so what is it about the sport or, or just, you know, what introduced you to it and thought made you think that that was something you wanted to pursue? Well, the crazy part was that, uh, before I went blind, I wasn't able to do any contact sports, any physical sports because... Wow. If I banged my head, it would. I have very oh. weak retinas, so they'd unravel faster. So I was kind of like hands off. Mm -hmm. And then when I went blind, well, there's well, nothing the else to lose. Contact sport. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I thought, okay, I'd heard about blind people wrestling. My brother knew the captains of the wrestling team, and one day I found myself uh, tapping down the hallway uh, towards that stinky wrestling room, uh, and and uh, the team embrace me and i loved it it was you know all what they would do on our team is all the freshmen would line up and then we had the state champion wow who was 105 pounds sounds like what you started <laughs> yep. out rob and 
he would wrestle and humiliate all the freshmen one after the next, <laughs> you know, pen them in quick succession. And so uh, uh, it, was, uh, it was my turn. The first guy got penned in like five seconds, the next guy in like seven seconds. <laughs> and, and, then I, and then I got penned, I don't know, slammed on my head upside down. I don't even know what happened. And I was like 12 seconds. And I was like, wow, you know what? Okay, I'm blind. I stink at this sport. <laughs> but I stink like five seconds better than every other freshman in the line. Like this is progress. And so, yeah, they didn't baby me. They just treated me like another kid and uh, awesome. embraced me. And that was my first team. Yeah. That was my first team. Wrestling so cool because there's this individual element to it, where, right? right? Where you are like you against your opponent, but at the same time, uh, you're working for your team. Yeah. And so the wrestling captain, that cool guy that crushed me in 12 seconds, <laughs> he would bring me out to uh, the the mat and mm -hmm. and he would get my feet lined up on the tape and everything yep. and then I would start with a hand contact yep. where we yep. touch hands yep. uh, and I, I love wrestling as I said it was my first real sport where I embraced that something that was bigger than myself yeah absolutely well, bigger the, than myself you the, know yeah. blindness was there it was present but it wasn't the biggest thing so yeah that, I, I loved it because I really found that every team I've had has been similar to that right we're right it's bigger than me. It, you're trying to contribute. You're trying to like elevate the team. And so when I became a teacher here in Phoenix, by the yeah. way, where, we're, where we yeah. are, Phoenix Country Day School, I was a teacher for six years. Um, my classroom worked exactly the same way. And my climbing teams have worked exactly mm -hmm. the same way. No, that's awesome. And one of the cool things just about the sport, too, in general, you mentioned the individual aspect, but uh, not that it directly relates to climbing, but I, I feel as someone who tries to impart some wrestling knowledge on, on some high schoolers nowadays that – so much of it is the sport itself is feeling and knowing which way, you know, how your opponent's moving and having to adjust. And um, you almost, you, you kind of have to have that innate ability to understand angles and body motion and things like that. So it, it almost, it's like dancing, right? So learning, learning to dance. And, and I, I have to imagine that was a unique experience trying to. Yeah. Well, you'd be surprised how many ex-wrestlers become climbers. Yeah. Because when you go up a really grovelly climb and like dirt is like falling in your face and your hands are sweating and you're grunting like a pig and just like, you know, your like every muscle practice. hurts, you're like, wow, what? you go, what a wrestling match, right? So wrestling is the heart of it, right? Is at the root of it. So, um, yeah, re wrestling um, was, was, was so important in my life. No, that's awesome. Um, I, I got to... You know, ask away. I don't want to take too much of your time because I know, uh, you know, you got bigger and better things to do than talk yeah, on right. an independent thinking no way, podcast. <laughs> but uh, no, eat another muffin in the yeah. green room. <laughs> they got good ones, I will tell you. <laughs> so, yeah. But I, I mean, you know, something we kind of talked about it a little bit ago with the the, the ways you find motivation. But um, obviously, you know, setbacks are a thing too. And you mentioned that, um, you know, today that you know th those those moments of darkness they do come up. So mm -hmm. talk, you know, what's, what's it like, what, what do you, is there something you do? Obviously it can be different for any, any individual, but is there something that you do that helps you to, you know, just not push it away because you, yeah. I, the alchemist again, right? Converting right. that negative energy into something positive. Is there something that, yeah. that you do or a, a advice you could share about um, just what, it, what it takes to, to not let that bog you down? Yeah. I, I mean, I wish I could give like the perfect situation or scenario yeah. but it's you know i i mean basically i think my advice is really just when these tough things happen do not bury your head in the sand walk through the door 
walk through the door. Even if it's as painful and hard as hell, you walk through that door because that challenge is, is guiding you. And, it, and, and on the other side, there is some kind of discovery. There's some kind of meaning. Uh, and, and it's for us to sign. And, and sometimes we don't want to walk through that door. Right. We're like, that's miserable. That's painful as hell. But uh, what's the other choice? To slam the door and just shove it down. Uh, you know, we're not going to grow if we do that. And I've walked through some doors that I've never wanted to walk through, right? Um, but you, you do wind up on the other side so often uh, brighter, stronger. No, that's awesome. Um, so your No Barriers lifestyle, if, if we can share information, obviously, if, if people are watching, uh, you know, we'll have the, the YouTube version of this posted with some pictures. We'll, we'll get some good images from your uh, your slideshow today to, to share. But for it, in, on our website, we'll have it in the description underneath. But learn more about you, to the movement that you're, um, you're, you know, you're pushing in the No Barriers lifestyle. What, what can they do to, to find oh, some yeah. more information? Check out um, No Barriers usa.org and uh, we have all kinds of cool events you know like the world we went virtual Mm -hmm. with a lot of our stuff for a couple years Um, but you know so now we have these incredible hybrid events and people are welcome to come in person we have them mostly in colorado all around the world but mostly in colorado Mm -hmm. Uh, we have a what's your everest event where we all climb a mountain together with all kinds of folks with challenges a lot of folks in wheelchairs so we'll put you to work. <laughs> and then uh, we have another event called our summit, which is thousands of people getting together music and and speakers and workshops and really physical fun things in the sunshine to really help people understand what this no barriers life means and all the facets that it is expressed in the world. No, Eric, I, we I certainly appreciate you taking the time to uh, join us here at, at primetime. And it's been incredible to listen to your story and then just I you know, an honor to be able to talk to you and have you on the independent thinking podcast. So, uh, we appreciate it and, um, certainly look forward to reading a couple books. Uh, awesome. <laughs> so, and, and I love the community here yeah. at nationwide because I mean, these are real t- retailers who are, you know, family owned businesses mm-hmm. and, and really integrally connected with their communities. And it really, like, when I think about that, I think like that's a beautiful part of America. And, uh, you know, I want to see that part of the, uh, the, the, of uh, the community thrive mm-hmm. i want to see it thrive you know so it's really awesome what you guys have built here oh thank you so much and uh, we appreciate it and look forward to you know bumping bumping shoulders down the road too all right so. yeah come on out <laughs> and we'll we'll hike a mountain together sounds awesome all right. <laughs> And thanks again, uh, you know, to Eric and um, you know the t- his his team for helping make this happen. It was just a, I think, an honor uh, and privilege to be able to interview him and have him on the podcast and learn from someone that um, you know to to his way of explaining it, his metaphor of uh, climbing. Um, you know, someone who very well could have been in, in the quitter or camper phase um, because of you know the challenges he's faced. He certainly has you know gone and excelled and um gone on to do some amazing things um as the climber uh, as he calls it so um no, just appreciate him taking his time to to chat with us and impart his knowledge and share his incredible story with us but um as always you know we appreciate you listening to the independent thinking podcast and we will catch you next time yeah.